Well, welcome everyone. D. Olson of Megalithic Marvels here to reconstruct the prehistoric past with you. And I'm excited uh, to be interviewing explorer Antonio Perez. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the megaliths and some ancient sites um, of Asia. Antonio, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, D. What's up, bro? It's a real pleasure to cooperate with you, bro. Well, let's talk about the uh, Yangshan Quarry site in China because I remember seeing the first pictures of this um, years ago. And I mean, it almost looks like something out of a sci-fi movie, the way these massive stones are cut um, and there's knobs on them, kind of like we see at different places in Peru and Egypt. And uh, But it's really hard to find photos of these ancient uh, giant cutouts in these rocks, uh, aside from Wikipedia. And so when I saw you posting photos and videos of, of the Yangshan Quarry, I was like, this is incredible. And we've shared many of them on the Megalithic Marvels Instagram. So check that out. Um, but tell us a little bit about how hard was it to actually get into China to see this site? And um, tell us a little bit about what you experienced there. I think your page, Megalithic Marvels on Instagram, is one of the most accurate when it comes to putting together pieces of like a possibly forgotten past. When it comes to, you know, the archaeological, uh, you know, uh, buildings that we can see today and that they are actually really rare and people don't believe you can find polygonal walls in Greece or polygonal walls in Italy exactly than the ones in Peru or exactly than the ones in Egypt. So why there? So why not in China? So I went there to make the whole research. I mean, you, you go uphill and then you enter in the quarry. And then you see that all the bedrock, it's gone. You see that all the mountain, it's gone. They cut it away. And I mean, and giants, uh, you know, pieces of rocks, they are all gone. Then you walk in this bedrock that has disappeared and you arrive to the first unfinished and biggest uh, piece of rock, which is still attached to the bedrock on the on the left side and it's so big a little bit uphill after like 200 meters you will see those beautiful ones that you, we've been seeing on the internet which is supposed to be the head of that tablet there are 14 notches on the on the rock 14 teeth uh, and in the left side you have the biggest one on on large and perfectly cut and shaped which was supposed to be the body of the tablet. I was just going to say it's that the one photograph you have of, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's the, it's the one structure or rock that you see most in photographs of Yangshan Quarry, where it's literally kind of got knobs near the top. And then it's like rectangular cutouts literally through the bottom. And you're like yeah. inside that you're crawling through that. And I mean, what was that like? And how yeah. how did they cut? What do you think they did to cut through rock that thick, that precise? Yeah, at first, you know, I just uh, tried to find out like, you know, uh, tool marks all over the place. Like what type of tools did they use here? Why did they cut the rock this way? Why do they have those notches? Why? And, and you know, and, and my mind is still Egypt, is still Peru, is still all this, you know, and these really first moments. By, uh, the, by history, it says that it was tried to be cut 600 years ago. And that's been there for 600 years of time erosion when it comes to rain and wind. 
So any tool mark that is being exposed to 600 years of uh, you know, rain and wind, it may change a little bit too. Uh, there are circular shapes that resemble for me as first, like this was cut with a giant machine, you know, you know, some type of a giant saw, you know, circular saw was cut in the pet truck and, you know, those people they were using machines somehow. That was what I, what I, what I uh, first thought and for actually weeks until I really got into researching more and researching more and I start to, you know, think, really think about it like, why and, and, and how and, uh, you know, why I do believe that Jansan Quarry do not belong to that ancient prehistoric past we're looking for, forgotten one or whatever. Why? And it will be amazing, you know, just to transfer information to people to say like, yes, guys, there is one more site and it's in China, but it's still it's a fascinating site. When you compare like what was happening in Europe during the Middle Ages, like 600 years ago, and what the Chinese were able to achieve. Uh, yeah, I do, I do believe that it was done uh, uh, 600 years ago on the, on the 14th century, uh, ordered by Zhongle Emperor. I will explain myself why. It's because around Nanjing, there is nothing ancient that you could transport these frogs, not even a thousand kilometers or 2000 kilometers where you will implement this type of rocks or structures into a pyramid or into a tomb or into whatever, because the structure was divided in three parts: the 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 the, the, the base, still body, and the head. Exactly like in all mausoleums in in China, you saw them. So that's what I that's what I know that the Jansan Quarry was a, you know, for was was a place to build a mausoleum in, in Nanjing and other sites in Nanjing, but maybe the mausoleum. All the giant stones that they were moved to the mausoleum. I mean, this guy, Jongle, just to, just to point a few of his remarkable achievements and why to believe that the quarry belongs to, to, to him. He changed the capital of China from Nanjing to Beijing in 15 years, building the forbidden city of China. Forbidden City of Beijing, for anybody that has been in Beijing, has been in the Forbidden City, has seen the palaces, just imagine that a guy decided to move the capital from one side to another one. Just within 15 years, he moved the capital using one million workers. Imagine the power, the power of, the, of an emperor from the Ming Dynasty that can just do like this. And within days or weeks, he has a million workers from all over China and riverbanks waiting to craft carpentry to carve whatever it's need for the emperor. Uh, this guy was fascinated by giant structures. Uh, another thing that he ordered was a bronze bell. He wanted to have the biggest bron bron bronze bell ever. So th they, they achieved to build a belt, to, made, to mold a belt of 60 tons of bronze, and it can be visible in Forbidden City. Imagine the mold that the workers used to, 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 to make the bell. This guy, he has a really big ego. He has a really big ego. And they, they actually, those emperors did believe that there were some kind of gods on earth. Uh, his father was already dead. His mausoleum was halfway done. So he said, I'm not happy, you know, with, uh, with the tablet that you're building for my dad. And I actually wanted at least 10 times bigger, 10 times bigger. And 
I have photos of everything in the mausoleum and the and the quarry, and you can see that the head, the beautiful one from the Instagram, we we all see. They the workers they started to craft it. So those knots they were they were in perfect you know uh, line, like if you will make a scaffold for example from one to another. Also, one person could step on it, and with the axe picks, they this is where they were doing it. All the tool marks they resemble a person, so the height of a person, not more, like kind of Chinese, so that they are using the picks. And there is a moment that they have to use the picks in a circular way. If you want to work more, you will never work this way. So the human shape is circular. This way, you will be able to, to do more. And it was clear they were detaching the the the, the rock with the hammers and and metal feathers or whatever it's called. You could see the marks one after one in line, and Jansen quarries limestone. So you could see how they were detaching big pieces of rock one after the other one. It was really laborious. The job of many laborious, industrious, and endless Chinese people there. Uh, they said that many people died on the quarry. Many were slaves. And, uh, they, actually, the workers of Jongle Emperor achieved to move a rock of 300 tons that can be visible in Forbidden City as well. It's, uh, it stands as the largest tablet in the world, crafting one solid piece. It's all the way uh, in the stairway up. And it's 300 tons. And... The researchers from the Great Britain that did the research said that they, they, the ancient Chinese waited for, for the winter to have uh, frozen pots. They will add to the frozen pots uh, also greases and oils. And then they will place the giant, giant stocks or giant blocks into giant sledges. They believe that that 300-ton rock that they moved from 40 kilometers away from site to Forbidden City no more than 30, 40 men were uh, needed to move the rock because of the intelligent technique that they use it, waiting for frozen winter pots and using the sledges, applying greases and oilers. It's really smart. And, and then it's when the illogical comes to something actually logical, you know, because you know the power of the guy. He needs a 1,000 workers. He will put 2,000. He can put 10,000 if he needs. I also I found out uh, when I was there, all the rocks, they had certain, they were, you know, certain inclination, all of them. The way they were cutting them, always the, the back part was a little bit higher than the upper part. And then beneath, between the blocks, beneath the rocks, they were leaving those big pieces of, of, of rock, like to be able to detach one, the second one, and the third one, and the, the rock will collapse with inclination into the sledge. Also, Jansen Quarry is downhill. If you apply the frozen pots with the greases and the oil, the giant sledges, if you have bulls, if you have manpower, you have those giant ropes. This is why there, were, there was a notches uh, beneath the rock. Beneath the rock, the rock was supposed to be flat just to, you know, to, to fit into the sledge. And all the notches, they were just on the sides on the rock and on the back. Like if you will rope you know, the rock this way to be able to, you know, slide it, you know. I wanted to tell you why did I start about explorations. So uh, once I met this man in Iceland, an old man, 
His name is Geir, and he lives in that village I talk about of the, the structure. And he introduced me to that book. We were t I was talking to him because, you know, I think we all always look, there is something missing. There is something missing. We all, we are all looking for something like, wh where are we going? We don't know really where we come from. There are so many mysteries in, pa in the past that they are totally worth it to look for because they are going to bring you your own freedom and liberty somehow. I had learned so much by going to ancient sites and explored this. Well, this man introduced me to this book. It's called Atlantis and the Kingdom of the Neanderthals. A hundred thousand years of lost history. And, you know, if somebody's interested into it, uh, he opened my mind into this subject maybe six or seven years ago. And uh, when I read, wow, a hundred thousand years of lost history and like, I do believe, I want to say that my reflections about Jansang Quarry, I think are accurate because I want, to, I want to believe there was, there is something missing in our history. I want to believe there are structures in Earth, but I more believe that our, our Earth is way more ancient than they told us. Our history is way more old and beautiful than we have ever been told, you know? And I think it's worth it to find the real truth. That's why I like megalithic marvels, because you're accurate on finding really the right spots and not make this sensationalism that took me all the way to Jansan Quarry, because that's what it took me to Jansan Quarry. You know, like, yeah, why could it be that Jansan Quarry belongs to another? I end up there and I end up fascinated by the real truth. And I recommend to everybody to go for, you know. No, yeah. that's, that's well said. Uh, and that's what we want is the real truth. And I like that. Uh, you can go explore this ancient site in China and, and sure, it's, it'd be fascinating to, to learn that it's megalithic possibly and 10,000 years old, but uh, we want the truth. And if that's 600 years old, that's what we want. And that's still amazing history. Antonio, thanks so much for your time today. And I really appreciate it. It's been awesome for me just getting to know you more. And again, for everybody watching, listening, follow him on Instagram. He's got amazing videos, photos, Thanks, Antonio, so much. And let's do another show in the future, maybe about megaliths in Spain. How's that sound? Yeah, that would be really cool, yeah. <laughs>